0: The U.S. military says it has carried out strikes in eastern Syria against two facilities used by Iran's Revolutionary Guards. In a statement, the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, described the strikes as precision self-defense strikes in response to a series of ongoing and mostly unsuccessful attacks against U.S. personnel in Iraq and Syria by Iranian-backed militia groups that began on October 17th. The Pentagon said U.S. and allied forces in Iraq and Syria had been attacked at least 16 times this month amid rising tensions in the Middle East. On the diplomatic front, members of the U.N. General Assembly in New York are expected to vote as early as today on a resolution put forward by Jordan urging an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. Meeting in Brussels, European Union leaders have called for pauses in Israeli bombing and Hamas rocket attacks. In order to get humanitarian aid into the Palestinian territory. The agreement follows days of talks which highlighted divisions among the 27 EU countries. Let's get the latest now from our Middle East correspondent Yolan Nell. Yolan, can we start on the diplomatic front, please? You know, the language here is, is, is very delicate, isn't it? Some countries calling for a ceasefire, some are calling for pauses in fighting. Can you take us through the the, the nuances here?
1: Sure, so I mean a ceasefire would be a, a full on uh, cease in hostilities, basically a stop to the fighting. Um, either for a set period of time or indefinitely, of course, is the hope of uh, many of the Arab states who are backing this resolution that's going to be put, we understand, before the U.N. General Assembly later. Now, resolutions that go before the General Assembly, they're non-binding, but they do have political weight. All 193 members of the U.N. General Assembly will get to vote. But what we've been hearing uh, from a U.N. diplomat is that um, European countries um, and also the U.S. and Canada will find it difficult to back a resolution if it doesn't specifically condemn Hamas actions uh, back on the 7th of October. Um, Otherwise, the the kind of idea of a humanitarian pause, this is something that the U.S. has also talked about. It stops short of a full-on ceasefire, but there's increased backing including from israel's allies for such an idea because as people see this worsening humanitarian situation in gaza the feeling really is that you need to have a pause and safe corridors for aid to get into gaza so that it can really reach the people who need it
0: Yolande, it's, it's an interesting time, isn't it? Because we are still waiting for a, a likely ground incursion, but we also haven't seen any further hostage releases. We haven't seen uh, aid going in. What's the feeling on the ground where you are? Is it, is it almost like a waiting period before the next big thing happens?
1: It is a bit like that, and the Israeli military is very keen to show that it is ready for this ground invasion, but it's continuing to carry out these limited incursions with its ground forces into Gaza. There's been another statement to the effect this morning um, saying that uh, ground forces went in um, backed up by air forces so that they could target uh, different Hamas um, sites, including anti-tank missile launch sites. Um, That, they say, is preparing for the next phase of this offensive. But if you look at the Israeli media there's a poll in one of the leading newspapers um, uh, this morning that says that now that the numbers of people supporting an, an imminent uh, ground offensive has fallen uh, just below half. This after you know about three quarters of the population in polls um, seem to. Su- the idea of a ground invasion um, not so long ago and I think one of the real reasons for that is the complications um, arising from the hostages and people are very worried about what could come uh, what could become of the hostages there have been more protests by uh, families of those more than 220 people who are being held inside Gaza in the past day or so they're getting a lot of sympathy and they themselves raise concerns about what's happening to their loved ones during this very intense bombardment that we've seen inside the Gaza Strip um, after Hamas said that some 50 hostages had been killed in the bombardment that's not something of course that the BBC is able to verify.
0: Mm. Yolan can we just broaden our perspective a, a little bit and, and can you tell us what you're hearing about those U.S. strikes into targets uh, inside Syria what is what is the U.S.
1: trying to accomplish there? Well, I mean, on the surface of it, this is quite a long way away from where I am, right, over on the east of Syria with the border with Iraq. But, of course, as much as the U.S. says uh, that it has not coordinated this with Israel, it's tried to decouple it from what's happening in Gaza. I mean, that's very much the kind of assumption that the reason there have been this uh, increase that the U.S. talks about in attacks by what it says an Iran-backed militia on its forces around the region, injuring uh, more than 20 Israeli, uh, uh, sorry, U.S military personnel um, it says that uh, the, the message is clear that it's meant to be to Iran there's also been the White House sending a clear message directly in an unusual step to the Iranian supreme leader to stop uh, these kinds of attacks And we've had the Iranian foreign minister though a day ago at the UN talking about how if Israel's offensive uh, in Gaza wasn't stopped he said that the US would not be spared from the fire Yolan, thank you for taking us through that. Yolan now speaking to us from
0: Jerusalem. Well, let's go live now to Ben Ben-Talibu, who's a senior fellow at the Foundation for the Defense of Democracies, where he focuses on Middle East security and political issues. Thank you for joining us. I-, I want to focus again on those strikes that we just discussed with Yolan, those strikes we saw overnight uh, by the United States. Uh, Yulan took us through what she thought the U.S. was trying to accomplish. How do you think Iran is going to react to to, to those strikes?
2: Uh, Well, it's a pleasure to be with you. In essence, I think this is uh, where past may be prologue. Uh, We've seen the U.S. strike uh, under Biden actually more times than uh, former President Trump. uh, uh, Installations related to um, Iran-backed Shia militias uh, operating in Syria. The question is, those strikes have often been print, prick. So were they enough to deter Iran or deter the militias? Uh, the answer seems to be no. So I think we're most likely going to be ready for a rinse and repeat. Uh, where Khamenei, Iran's supreme leader, the title meant to be taken rather literally, uh, is still likely to feel empowered. Is still likely to see the language, in fact, in the press release following the strikes as a sign that America fears more escalation. And the regime, uh, as you mentioned with the comments of the foreign minister, is dangling the prospects of a widening war and is dangling the prospect of using one of these militias, the Shia militias in Iraq and Syria, to try to bail out and save another, which is... Hamas uh, in Gaza.
0: I mean, that's it. The U.S. was trying to uh, pick, to, to depict these as just kind of uh, very specific targeted strikes on, on relatively small targets, weren't they? But of course, it is going to play into fears of a, of a wider escalation in the violence. Do you think we're really on the precipice of this?
2: Uh, I don't believe we yet we're on the precipice of it. Many of the reasons, in fact, why I think the administration frame the language around the strike as it did are philosophical and then domestic political philosophical because it's been the modus operandi of the Biden administration to try to push for deconfliction and de-escalation in the region. The problem is when you have an adversary like the Islamic Republic of Iran with a proxy network in many of these battle zones that it calls the axis of resistance that it's been arming, training, funding, equipping to do the disgusting things and the heinous things that we've saw Hamas do on October seven. Uh, these sort of limited pinprick strikes will not be enough to signal, resolve, and to Turks. Mm-hmm. And, of course, domestic political, because, uh, you know, nothing is born of a social vacuum, and uh, Americans are quite cognizant of the two years of the American military failure in the Middle East and don't want to see that spread any further. And the Islamic Republic is preying on these fears and trying to divide Jerusalem from Washington right now by targeting more Americans, despite trying to Bail out a proxy in Gaza.
0: Okay, thank you for taking us through that. Benam Ben, um, ben Ali thank, thank you for speaking with us.